everyone. Welcome back to Dark Opinion, Dark Reporter. And uh, um, if you are new, thank you for listening in. And thank you, thank you, thank you to all of my um, returning listeners. So I know you all have been hearing the media talk about... Um, What's going on now with Afghanistan? And yeah, I do agree. There is a lot of fear-mongering going on. Um, Their uneducated um, opinions that... I won't say uneducated because they are just doing what newscasters do. Um... But seriously, y'all, you know, they're talking so much about, you know, what is America going to do with all of the Afghanistans who've helped us for the past 20 years? How are we not going to get them all out of the country? Well, here's the thing. And, uh, um... It's not our responsibility. Plain and simple. It's not our responsibility to get all the Afghanistans who have helped us throughout the years out of the country. Okay? And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because 20 years ago, even 30 years ago, back in Desert Storm, you remember that, 1990? Um... When we got there, we were, um, we were there for, we were tasked there for a mission to protect and save them, the citizens of Afghanistan. Especially, you know, 20 years ago, you know, we were tasked there to protect them. We protected them from the tyrants that were torturing them and, 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 you know, in order for us to have been able to do our job, to do that for them, they have to help translate their language. And, you know, sometimes, yes, they did uh, offer us food and stuff like that, but... We're not responsible for rescuing every Afghanistanian that wants to leave Afghanistan. Not everybody you guys are seeing on the news, all the droves of people, not all of them helped us. Some of them were against us. Some of them were anti-American. Some of them might still be anti-American. And so when you're looking at that, just think about that, okay? Just think about that, that it's far less. The amount of the people that actually helped us is far less than those trying to leave Afghanistan. Okay, so 
now what's in my thoughts right now is seeing the the uh, video of that soldier lifting that baby up over the crowd. We're still protecting them. Okay? We're still protecting them. We're still helping them. Okay? So, what we, what, what is going on right now is no different than what went on before. And everybody is sitting up here. Well, mostly, it seems like everybody is sitting up here, you know, criticizing how things are done. And the people doing the most criticizing aren't, you don't even have a military background themselves. And what I mean by that is um, I had a discussion with a lady and um, she said that she was she was really criticizing how things, how the operation went down. And this is you know, before when we started leaving and the droves of Afghanistans were trying to jump on a plane and stuff like that. She was saying that uh, we should have never left, we should have stayed, that um, uh, the uh, our presence there was peaceful. We were just there for intelligence. I've never laughed so hard in my life. I'm, you know, exaggerating a bit on that. But seriously, people, and it's early in the morning. I'm sorry if my voice is a little groggy. Um, But seriously, people, we're not early, early in the morning. It's like 9.27, which is sort of... Sort of early, I guess. I woke up this morning with a crick in my neck. If you don't know what a crick in your neck is, that means that your neck is stiff and sore. And it hurts to turn your head, but I'm, it's getting a lot better now. A lot better. But but back to the topic. Um, yeah, I, uh, I laughed at that. And I had to tell her, I had to inform her. I was like, girl... Our occupation over there in Afghanistan was never peaceful. Our occupation in the Middle East has never been peaceful, period. So I don't know what the heck. I told her, I said, just because you don't hear about what's going on over there doesn't mean nothing's going on. I told her we've lost a lot of lives, lots of our, a lot of our soldiers' lives, some civilians. Um, some, uh, when I say civilians, I mean Americans. Some Afghanistanians lost lost their lives. You know, starting from twenty years, and she said, and then when I told her it's been twenty, we was over there for twenty years, thirty if you count. There's a storm. She laughed and she said, we haven't been over there for 20 years. We haven't been over there for that long. I'm like, where is this girl getting her information? 
And then after I finish informing her, she comes back, she, she goes, I have a lot of friends in the military in all different branches of the service. So I said, I don't know wh- why you feel you need to inform me of that. Um, you yourself, it seems, it sounds have not served. I have. My stepfather was a drill sergeant in the army. My family, I grew up in a military family, cousins um, uh, and uncles included. And many of my aunts, who are not biologically related, are, you know, not like descended from my grandma and grandpa. They married my uncles who have been in the service. So, technically, I do know more than you, if that's the basis you want to go on. So, um, everything that I had been talking, because sometimes I exhaust myself with uh, righting the wrongs people who think they know what they're talking about on social media. And um, on social media, there is a lot of wrong opinions about what's going on. People don't know. They just go on there and just rant. And so I don't even look at those comments anymore because um, no matter, it's too many people that don't know what the hell they're talking about. And there's no, it, it doesn't matter how many times or how much I correct people. There's still going to be more people out there who don't know what the heck they're talking about. So, um, so now we're talking about, uh, I'm, I'm hearing uh, on the news that, um, people are saying, and not the military or defense secretaries and stuff like that and, and Obama's defense secretary he or yeah, I think it was his defense secretary he even said that um he was wrong to advise Obama to send troops back into Afghanistan you know what he's right he was wrong I remember that campaign speech because that was one thing that made me vote for him. That convinced me to vote for him. I believed him. I believed he was going to bring our troops out of the Middle East and back home. Back home to their families. Back home to us alive. So he he started to. He was really doing a good job. Then all of a sudden for no reason whatsoever he sends us back over there. I'm like, what the heck is he doing? Why are we going back over there? And it was then that I started thinking, maybe, just maybe, I didn't make the right decision, you know, in my vote. Maybe I should have voted for someone else. Maybe I shouldn't have voted at all. Maybe, you know, because he was the only one out of all the candidates, including the um, uh, uh, other parties that were Democrat or Republican. 
he was the only one that was boisterously talking about the, the candidates that were both boisterously talking about getting us home. And so now I'm hearing that, yeah, he was giving the wrong wrong advice. So he wasn't, he was, you know, so, you know, I'm slacking off on Obama a little bit on that. But now here we go with um, people complaining that, oh, he must be bringing uh, troops home. He done seen a whole bunch of troops over there. Yes. How the heck do you think we're going to get home? How do you think we're going to get the Americans home? How do you think we're going to get the Afghanistanians that helped us get home home? He already knew that he was going to have to send troops over there before he even started this. Okay? The news and people are acting like this is an afterthought. Oh, I have to send troops, a whole bunch of troops over there now. Well, I don't pull them out. No, this was already thought out. Okay. And so now I'm hearing that the news is talking about, well, you know, we got to, uh, 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 Biden does not want to extend our presence over there, our occupation, um, in Afghanistan past August 31st. Well, he needs to extend. And some other nations, the, uh, in, in the, um, there are 10 nations altogether in this with us. And uh, the other ones, I'm not sure if it's all the other ones, but I know the other ones are saying, you need to extend, you need to extend past August 31st. Well, here's the thing. This might be very telling as to why we are leading is why we are leading this and they are not and this is why it's it was a joint decision and I don't mean that included them other ten nations I I mean that it was a joint decision it was not really a choice for Biden. Okay, let me repeat that. It was not really a choice for Biden. You know how somebody can, like, suggest you do something, but, like, really strongly suggest you do something? Same here. So what I mean by it wasn't really a choice for Biden is that the Taliban didn't make it an option. Do you understand? The Taliban didn't make it an option. They don't want us there past Tuesday. Past Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. If we are there past Tuesday, August 31st, 2021, then they will retaliate. They all, they've already said that. August 31st is not Biden's date. It's not the date that he just pulled out of a hat. 
None of this is anything pulled out of a hat. Everything is strategic. Okay? It's very it's a very sensitive thing to leave. We entered that country abruptly. You got to you guys got to understand that 20 years ago when we got there in the Middle East period, not just Afghanistan, but in the Middle East period, because our occupation began in Iraq. You know, with the Iraq war, you know, and all that stuff, looking for weapons of mass destruction and all that. We, in our airstrikes and stuff like that, we ruined a lot of religious buildings and sites and destroyed their homes and we really turned a lot upside down. There was a lot of fatality and there always is. No matter who's fighting in the war there's going to be fatality. But I'm going to quote John Oliver. When he says that, you know, one not wanting to help when your neighbor's house is burning down is one thing. Not wanting to help when you're the one that helps start the fire in the first place is... Pathetic, and that's not a direct quote, but you get the gist. So, and he's right, John Oliver is right, he's absolutely right. And I'm I quoted that because that's how we helped start the fire 20 years ago. We went over there and literally destroyed their nation. Now, yes, that did send a message. Don't mess with us. Do not mess with America. We are too strong for you. Do not mess with America. America is still a superpower no matter what goes on. You know, because we... uh, we Americans can become very complacent because we're living in it. We're living within the superpower. It's harder to see the superpower when you're inside of it, when you're living inside of it. It looks like a hill, but when you're outside of it, when you're, out, when you're a, a citizen of another nation and you're looking at us, we look like a huge mountain. We look like we are capable of everything. We mess up too. Nobody, nothing is perfect. Okay? Even Jesus wasn't perfect. So, here we are 20 years ago in Iraq, tearing up everything. 
then we didn't find what we what we thought was there. You know, it was like we was there tearing up everything, trying to find weapons of mass destruction. We looted that uh, their palaces and everything. The, the American, the Americans did. We looted their palaces. Just like what you see in riots on TV, when riots happen here in America and people loot the businesses and bust the windows out and stuff. Yeah, Americans do that too. Over there in other nations doing war. Because we're already tearing up the place. So why not take a little bit home? Okay, and I'm not saying that only American soldiers do that. And soldiers, by soldiers, I mean men and women. Or um, pronoun, her, she, them, they. But her, him. um, Them or they. But, um... Yeah, so when we started doing all of that, even though, even back then while we was looting and all that, tearing up their things that are religiously important, not just to them, but to Christians as well. They were still helping us because those that helped us really wanted us there. Remember when we got, when we captured Saddam Hussein? And when we captured him, a lot of the Iraqis were, and Kuwaitis were angry at us. There was a handful that was happy, that was truly happy that we had captured him. When we killed him, because we captured him first, killed him next. So when we killed him, we let them know, and those who were there helping us, those who wanted our presence, our, our, who wanted us there, they were so happy they rejoiced. And they took down his statue. They took down his domineering, dominating, tyrannical, narcissistic, scary statue. And toppled them. And toppled it. They took it down. And cheered and rejoiced. That's one of the pros for us being there. So no, our occupation in in the Iraq, in uh, the global war on terrorism, 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 GWAT, um, was not a total disaster. There were a lot of good things our presence did there, including reinforce or support the citizens there as their nation was going through drastic, dramatic change. There were so many lives lost over there. So many soldiers 
lives lost. It was a common thing on the news to find a new daily body count of the American soldiers who died in support of trying to help those over there. And let me tell you that just because someone is serving in the military doesn't mean they're in agreement with every decision the commander-in-chief or the president of the United States makes. Nor their uh, superiors, like they're those in command over there, like their generals and their colonels and stuff like that. Not even though they're, they're sergeants and stuff, like they're uh, um, senior master sergeants and stuff. It's just not. Just, it looks that way, but that's not the case. Not every soldier is gung-ho about um, going to war. It may seem that way when they get interviewed on TV. They're like, heck, yeah, you know, we need to be over there. Why? Because they're not allowed to speak against the commander-in-chief. Some of y'all might think that um, sounds like, you know, uh, I'm a, it's not. Politically correct, but sounds like a lot like Pyongyang or or a communist perspective or communist um, directive to not speak against your superior, which is your president or your dictator, or whatever, or else you will get you will go to prison for an undetermined amount of time. But really, that is the case. You cannot speak against the president, which is why soldiers, when they go through botched um, uh, surgeries in the military, they go to a military doctor and they get, uh, instead of taking out a a spleen, they take out a a liver or a kidney or something like that. Can't sue. You cannot sue. You just have to roll with it. There's a lot that the military puts up with that the average citizen does not understand, does not realize. So being in the military is more than just getting the benefits. There are a lot of things that we have to put up with that you don't. There's a lot of things that the veterans, once they get out, have to put up with that you don't. While you're laying in your comfy beds or complaining about your coffee is too hot, you have no idea what that soldier is going through. Just to have the same benefits as someone else, just a little cheaper. So a lot of us love our communities, 
and we are out there advocating for our communities. But do you love your nation enough to go and serve for them and possibly lose your life? So, yeah, so while we were over there looting and everything, you know, they were still helping us because they knew the price that they would pay if we left. Now, speaking on if we left, they knew from the get-go, right after the war ended, right after we toppled Saddam Hussein, we stayed on there to help them build and to help them build their army back up so they can defend themselves, you know, so this type of thing don't happen to them again. We should have left a long time ago. We should have left then, started leaving them, but we wanted to stay back to help them. Why? Because we felt guilty that we took so much away from them in the act in the in the act of helping. And we felt so bad that we went over there. Our excuse for going over there tearing everything up was a lie. We already knew there were no weapons of mass destruction. We just went over there to make a, to make an example to everybody else of what happens when you mess with the United States. So no weapons of mass destruction were found, of course. And so now we're looking at, um, Now we're looking at um, going after after we've uh, you know done after we were done with Saddam Hussein. Then we started going after you know Al Qaeda, trying to get Osama bin Laden, and that went on for years. You know, it seemed like no matter how once we got close to him. All of a sudden, his informants told him, and he would just escape, right? I mean, it was like we would just be about to pounce on him, and poof, he was gone like a puff of smoke. So that's how that lasted so long. That lasted so long until, and that started, you know, the war, 20-year war started under George Bush Jr.'s uh, presidency. And so now we're into, you know, Barack Obama's presidency. And that's when we get him. George Bush served two terms. And the war started at the beginning of his first term. So now we're in with a Barack Obama, you know, Barack Another thing that really helped his campaign was that he said that he was going to get Osama bin Laden. And so, and he did. Under his reign, you know, we was at the, we was, everybody was so frustrated. It was like, why can't, are we have the most capable military? Why can't we find this guy? The Taliban is extremely smart. Y'all need to understand that when we got uh, Saddam Hussein 
and all that. The Taliban never, never disbanded. They were always there, smiling in our faces like friends. Because we didn't know. We didn't know who they were. They knew who we were, but we didn't know who they were. Our intelligence, we have a lot of intelligence, but theirs is better. We're playing in their back, in, in their backyard. They're not playing around in ours. We're playing in there. And do believe they have some Taliban over here. And I do believe that the United States government is keeping an eye on them, but there are some they don't know about. There was just too many sales, you know, the Taliban operation sales that we don't know all of them. A lot of our intelligence comes from the people, the citizens of Afghanistan. Kind of like in the inner cities here in America. A lot of our information about where the drug houses are, where the drug dealers are, and stuff like that, come from the people living there. Come from the people living there on the streets. And the thing about that, going back to us trying to rescue everybody that helped us, The Taliban don't know specifically who helped us. They know some of their people did. And you know, the news is sitting up here like, if we don't help them. Gotta swallow the bug. If we don't help them, then uh, uh, um, the Taliban is going to kill them. The Taliban is going to torture them. That's fear-mongering. We don't know that the Taliban was a peaceful government. Run their way. So we need to go over there and rescue every Afghanistan citizen from the Taliban. Now we need to go to North Korea and rescue every North Korean from their government. No, that is not our war over there. That is not our stand down. As someone erroneously mentioned, the same person. This person is really misinformed. We're over there in North Korea. We're over there. We're not in North Korea. We're We're in South Korea. We have a presence there. Like we have a presence in just about every, we have a presence in every nation. No different. But we're there to help the South Koreans, to help support them. Okay? It's not our war. This is, that's between South Korea and North Korea. Okay? We're going back. Um, yes, yeah, so we are not the uh, uh, United Way. We're not the ultimate charity that's out there. You know, we don't have endless amounts of resources. 
we do have a lot more resources than the other nations, but we need we don't even use them for our own people. We're out there alms giving, you know, just giving shit away. Taking stuff from the tables of Americans who are already struggling. Americans who are trying to build and you know their nest. We're taking food off the table of children. We have poverty here because we take the food away from our own people and we give it to other people so they don't have to suffer like we make our people suffer. That needs to stop. Charity begins at home. We need to have our soldiers home to help so they can build their families too. We need to have, we need to stop sending money overseas in defense and put that money in, in the, back into Americans' tables, their, uh, their pockets. There should be no poor people in America. There should be no poverty. The poverty line in America should be where the middle class starts. That's where it should be because this nation is too powerful. It's too strong. And when you got American citizens start thinking that we we might become a third world country one day, that means that we have we are scraping the bottom of the metal barrel and we're here in the clinking because we just have no more to give. They've, our, our own government has raped our families, our citizens, so much that so we just have no more to give. We have no more for them to take. Not every American is for war. Most of us are not. So, yeah, so the Taliban is not going to sit up here and just jump up and start torturing their people. One, they know that's one thing that will cause America to come, the, uh, America and other nations to come. America mainly, because we're always the one jumping in first, because we want to be the King Dong, the, the, the King Kong of everything. But they want to run their nation their way, which they have every right to. You know, and it is unfortunate that we can't save every Afghanistanian. And it is unfortunate that we can't save every Afghanistanian that helped us. And it is unfortunate, we don't even know how many Americans are over there. Because when you go over there, you don't have to register. But that's a choice. So if them Americans that went over there and chose not to register in case there's a war and that and we need to know where they are so we can save them. That's a choice they made. 
don't criticize America because of a choice they made. Even though those Americans are in Afghanistan, they're still Americans, so they still have freedom of choice. That choice. So if they chose not to register, then they can stay their asses over there. Now, you are real Afghanistanian. So, this is going to end my podcast for today. Um, Just think about those things. We're not going into this, you know, blind. Everything... Everything is strategic. There is a reason. That's because we don't see it laid out. Just because the news doesn't understand why they don't see it doesn't mean there's no purpose there. There is a purpose. It's already been thought out before the actions were made. You just don't know what it is. There are certain things you don't need to know. Certain things you're not supposed to know. That's why it's called intelligence. That's why it's top secret and above. That's why. You don't need to know a stranger's social security number just because you want to know it. Just because they walk down your sidewalk. The sidewalk might be in front of your house, but you don't own it. So, next time, I, I might be even on a different topic altogether. So, we shall see. I'm brewing something, and I need to do some research because there's some things I, I want to know more about before I bring it to you guys. So, until then, thank you all for listening. This is Dark Opinions, Dark Reporter. Bye.